The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, hey, hey! Hey, you guys. Oh, my God. And welcome to a very Brady podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Tech. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Klein. Hello. Hello. Hey. And on this podcast, we celebrate classic, iconic TV shows as we break them down one episode at a time. What we do here, Jimmy, as you know. I know. We take the episode. I know. We break it down. I know. (laughs) (laughs) We then quarantine it for getting sick. Then wait on it hand and foot, only to find out it's true sexist colors, all for you, the listener. And all that's after taking a five-week hiatus. <laughs> on today's episode, we're going to take a look at The Brady Bunch, season one, episode 13, entitled, oh. is there a doctor in the house? The lost episode. <laughs> no. The long-awaited episode. Yeah. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. Brady Bunch is available to stream on Paramount Plus. But not this episode. Not this episode. This episode was brought to you by Jim Uh, so, yeah. welcome back from the hiatus. Hell yeah. It feels good to be back. It does. Oh, it's like putting on an old shirt again. It is. It's like a new pair of underwear. At first, it's constricting. <laughs> but after a while, it becomes a part of you. <laughs> yeah. So, how was your hiatus? Like, what'd you do? What, what have you been up to? <sighs> Working... Got a new guitar that me and my daughter are going to fix up. So that sounds like fun. Nice. Um, Yeah, just been hanging out. That kind of stuff's. What about you? Uh, Well, I caught COVID again. Mm. That wasn't fun. No, that's pretty. That's like a grease pig. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I kind of felt like, uh, well, the kids in this episode sort of kind of. Yeah, Yeah. Except I was actually sick. (laughs) <laughs> not like Are you implying that they're faking Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no not faking it's more of like i have a serious illness but yet it's this fun high five everyone no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they sit around and literally talk about how cool it is having the measles yeah isn't this and then cool they have their family like wait on them hand and foot yeah like wait a minute you're fine like, <laughs> exactly <laughs> mm. i've never had the measles but i've had the chicken pox that's because we live in the 21st century jimmy we yeah got rid i've of had the, the chicken pox twice I do too. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, you say we live in the 21st century, but people are still arguing whether the world's flat or round. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. plus with all the anti-vaxxers, not to get political, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be surprised if, if measles came back. Jenny Would McCarthy. not be surprised at all. Yeah. Well, uh, measles, I think, were extinguished in, I think, the year 2000, I think. Yeah, but so were dinosaurs, but they apparently got some for Jurassic Park. <laughs> so... That's true. That's true. You know, I was thinking, I actually had this conversation just the other day with my son. I was like, you know what? Them dinosaurs, they got a long time on this earth. Like, they had like like a few million years. 
There were fossils of dinosaurs while there were still dinosaurs. <laughs> right. Like, think about that. <laughs> exactly. And we've only been on here for like, what, 200,000 years, something like that? Right. Yeah. And then they they were on here for uh, like millions of years. Like, yep. dude, that's, I don't know, I feel like we need more time. <laughs> Not that like things are coming to an end or anything, but I'm just saying. And then I, then I saw in a documentary, like, like, do you know how old our son will be when it dies? <laughs> Sounds like we're married. Our son, mm-hmm. S-U-N, our son. Our oh, son. Um, I have no idea. I, I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's, it's going to be like another 50 million years or something, isn't it? Like, well, longer than that. Um, it'll die like around 8 billion years. So do you know how, when it does, it's going to like swallow up mercury. It's going to f- swallow up Venus. Like it's going to get freaking huge. Mm-hmm. It's going to go supernova. Yeah. Do you know how old the sun is right now? No. 4.5 billion years old. It's middle nice. aged right now. You know, if there was air in outer space, we'd all be deaf. What? Because of the sound of the sun would like freaking deafen us. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. I just made that up. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Science facts with Tack and Jimmy. There you go. <laughs> you know why they call it the sun? Why? Because daughter was too long of a name. <laughs> hi <Hi-oh>. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up right off the top of my head. So my mouth and out it came. So, so what did you think of this episode? Oh, I thought it was good. I thought it was uh, different. I thought Carol Brady's character was quite different, and she was kind of a little out of character in this yeah, episode. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like in future episodes, she tries to do the whole... I'm going to go get a job. I'm going to write for a magazine. And she tries to do that whole women empowerment thing. But on this one, she just did it. You know what I'm saying? Like she was <laughs> just more confident. She wasn't as loserish. And all she doesn't really do anything except go shopping right. for herself and has things gift wrapped. But this time she was actually like Johnny on the spot with shit. She was like yeah. running around, taking care of shit, doing this, taking care of the kids, blah, blah, blah. And then Alice was actually just assisting her, which is right. unusual. And even Mike was just like, oh, she didn't take care of the doctor. And lo and behold, the doctor was already at the freaking house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, dang. Yeah, she was so, on top of that shit. She was, yeah. It's kind of nice to see that. Mm-hmm. That's quite that's why That's that's why they, they don't show this episode publicly. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we don't need people to see the real side of Carol. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have women acting like this in real life. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Hmm. So yeah, it was pretty cool. It wasn't too bad of an episode. It was kind of neat. Bobby wasn't in it very much. Mm. Like Cindy had a line, but I mean, Bobby had like one line when he came running through, I think. When they, they went running in when, when they were playing Monopoly. But other than that, I don't know that he had a line, did he? Um. Oh, no. When he was talking about lollipops or something. Yeah, but that was like one line. <laughs> yeah, but even so, like Bobby, Cindy seemed like she was in it an okay amount, but Bobby didn't seem like he was in it very much. Yeah, I think you're right. I didn't really notice him that much. Hmm. I noticed uh, Marion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See. <laughs> Hell yeah. The do- the uh, the the male doctor kind of reminded me of Mister Rogers a little bit. That's Mister Mitchell. He's from Dennis the Menace. He's the dad on Dennis the Menace. Oh, I didn't. I didn't watch it. You don't watch Dennis <clears throat> the Menace? Uh-uh. Yeah, we're gonna have to do that on here. Yeah. Right. Hell yeah. So should we talk about that? Should we talk about you know how we're how we're gonna go yes. about the show moving forward? Absolutely. Why have we not mentioned this yet? Uh-huh. Absolutely. Go ahead. So, you know, we reached out to our producers and we had conversations with them. Uh, We reached out with you guys and we reached out with the OPs and talked about it. And um, 
we think the way we're going to move forward is we're just going to kind of do a um, like a catch-all. We're just going to kind of move from show to show. Um, every week being a different show. Um, sometimes we'll have themes, you know, like we did the last part of um, last season. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we won't. But um, yeah, I think that's the way we're going to move forward is we're just going to kind of bounce around and do a bunch of different shows instead of being stuck on the same show. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, I mean, when we're stuck on the same show, I shouldn't use the word stuck. When we stay on the same show, mm-hmm. that's great for people that are fans of that show. But as some of you experienced last year, if you're not really a fan of like Gilligan's Island, it gets kind of old and the podcast gets kind of dull. Yeah. But when we switch from show to show, then we start gathering interest from everybody. And if it's one of those things where you're not really into that show, we'll just wait till the next week and we'll be into something else. So we think that's probably the best for everybody. Yeah. So that's the way we're going to try it this season. So, uh, plus another thing we discussed as well is if we do pick a new show and then we do like two and a half years on that show, then we're right back where we were <laughs> like, well, now we need to find a new show, you know, kind of a thing. Exactly. So yeah, this yeah. way, th- this can be it to, for the next 20 years. So sit tight. Exactly. The show's going on for another 20 years. Hell yeah. Hope you're comfy. And every week that passes, that's another TV show that's nostalgic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just made that up. So, it was good. So, yeah. It was good. <laughs> yeah. Just, I just opened my mouth and I was like, Oh, man, it's good to be back. Oh, I miss it this. Is, it's really good to be back. Uh, I know you were really looking forward to being back. I know. You kept like, telling me the whole, like, last week, you're like, oh, man, I can't wait to start recording again. I know. I was <laughs> like, nah. No, I'm taking it. Like, <laughs> you were? I was like, hey, let's talk about the podcast. I'm like, eh, I'm going to talk about something yeah, else. Well, yeah, we'll talk about it enough <laughs> on Friday. Yeah, I just, hiatuses are nice, but, man, I just miss it. <laughs> Yeah, and one one thing me and Tech were talking about off air just now was um, when we were doing the Brady Bunch, we would get kind of not really burnt out, but towards the end of the season, you get tired of talking about the same characters all the time. You know what I mean? Like same set, same house, same characters. And what me and Tech noticed last year was we didn't get as tired of it. At least I feel like I didn't. You know? You mean with Gilligan's Island? Well, I'm not. Well, we only did. Gil- I feel like we only did Gilligan's Island like half the year or half the season. Yeah. Well, it was actually a little more than that, but yeah, basically. But it wasn't as uh, repetitive. You know what I mean? It was nice having a little bit of a mix-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was cool. It was fun. Um, yeah, yeah. And the numbers were kind of interesting, too, to all the downloads and stuff. It was, wasn't it? People, I think, really liked the Full House episode. There was a lot of okay. downloads for that one. And uh, I, I think they really liked Leave it the Beaver as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so get ready. Uh, so there'll be everything from new shows to old shows to the Honeymooners all the way to it's true. Who knows? Stranger Things season five. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we should do Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, it's we it's should. Ooh, we should do a double header and do like a show, an episode of Dick Van Dyke and an episode of Leave It to Beaver, and call it Dicks and Beavers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Mr. Ed. I didn't even think about that one. Mr. That Ed. On but now we got to do Dicks and Beavers. Oh, I'm just saying. It just made me think of that. I'm just not Beavers and Dicks. We could do part of a Leave it to Beaver episode and then stop and do a Dick Van Dyke episode and then finish the Leave it to Beaver episode so we can call it Dicks and Beavers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. I love it. All right. So with that, let's take our first break. Pick some beavers. <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to break this episode down with the Brady Bunch, this long-awaited episode of the Brady Bunch. And, uh, yeah. So we'll be back. Cool. Hey, Gen Xers, get the news and podcasts that matter to you on Rediscover the 80s. Each week, hosts Jason and Wyatt deliver two shows that will connect you with the past. First, listen to the 80s weekly newscast with retro pop culture headlines from the world of movies. They are actually trying to reboot The Naked Gun with Liam Neeson. Streaming. Transformers Earth Spark. What did you think, man? It looked interesting, but it looks like it's another spin-off of the Rescue Bots. Collectibles and more. They made Tina Turner into a Barbie. Then listen to Memory Jogger, featuring memories from the 80s and early 90s. We're going to spin the old randomizer tonight. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's spin it. <laughs> Ooh, a big one. Transformers and GoBots. Star Wars. Ooh, we might be here a while. <laughs> Robin Ooh. Williams. What a tribute. Yeah, Robin Williams. Ooh, oh, grandparents. grandparents. Michael, Michael J. J. Fox. PSA commercials. PSA commercials. Ooh, okay. Listen to both shows now on Rediscover the 80s. Search now in popular listening apps or stream from your browser at rediscoverthe80s.com. The 80s Weekly and Memory Jogger. Two shows that will help you rediscover the 80s. are uh, back. Ooh, that was a good break. You've been practicing <laughs> that move all highness. You've been practicing, haven't you? <laughs> Did you see when Ben posted in the Facebook group like this guy doing flips and stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's Tack on a break. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. Anyway, uh, we got the Brady Bunch season one, episode 13 entitled, Is there a doctor in the house? Hmm. Yeah, let's get There's into two. it. <laughs> Facts about the episode. It was first aired on December 26, 1969. Wait, 19 what? 69. <laughs> uh, written by Ruth Brooks Flippin. And That's what direct- you were doing on break. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by my man, Oscar Rudolph. Hell yeah. So according to IMDb, this is the only episode where Mike makes himself an alcoholic beverage at home. But see, like, is it alcohol? Because to me, it looked like he was just stirring water. <laughs> well, I'm assuming it was maybe like a gin and tonic or vodka. But they, or they never show it, though, is what I mean. So it could very well be water. Yeah. I, it just most thing. likely was on the set. But yeah. but uh, in the scene with Mr. Brady at his work office, two detailed architect sketches are on the wall behind him. One sketch is the front of a large anonymous colonial style house. And the other sketch is of a more familiar backyard. Hmm. The detailed backyard sketch is very similar to the Brady's. <laughs> the drawing shows a garage, yard, patio, and backside of a modern house. This must have been the original sketch of the backyard set. Aww. Hmm. That's like in the Brady Bunch movie, the parody. Yeah. 
where every single thing he designs is his house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, here's a gas station. Here's a doctor's. <laughs> and it's all the same thing. Yeah. The two doctors in this episode played core cast parents in other sitcoms. Yes. Marion Ross played Marion Cunningham on Happy Days. And Herbert Anderson played Henry Mitchell on Dennis the Menace. Nice. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize her name was Marion in real life. Yeah. That's cool. There was much controversy about this episode of The Brady Bunch. Some anti-vaccination campaigns like to cite this particular episode of The Brady Bunch to show how, quote, carefree the measles is. Quite the opposite. The disease can actually cause some major issues such as pneumonia, brain swelling, deafness, or death. Measles has been declared eliminated in the States as of the year 2000. Plus, um, you know, the whole plague thing. Mm-hmm. Same. That's good point, Jimmy. Thank yeah. you. So before we get started, Jimmy, I just have one question for you. Um, what's the time? It is 9.35 Eastern Standard Time. No, but like, what's the time? Time for us to roll into this synopsis. It's time to get ill. What's the time? It's time to get ill. It's time to get ill. Yeah. It's time to get ill, Jimmy. That's they must be playing it at the school because, uh, yeah, kids <laughs> took that shit seriously. <laughs> so, you ready to fade in? I'm ready to fade in. After I'm five so weeks, hell yeah, I'm ready to fade in. <laughs> I don't right. know if it's been five weeks, but it seems like it. Uh, I don't know, four or five weeks, somewhere around Yeah, there. something like that, yeah. <sighs> All right. So, we fade in. <laughs> Scene one. We open up and see Carol picking up around the living room. Mm. And wait. Hold on. Was that right? Oh, shit. Wait a minute. Let me check the notes here. Hold on. Hold on. This is Carol, right? Yeah. Carol. Okay. Holy shit. Yeah. Carol is picking up around the living room. Wow. Huh. First time for everything, huh. I guess. That's weird. <clears throat> huh. She's still in the honeymoon phase, I guess. I get maybe it's just been that long since we've done Brady Bunch where we because I I thought I remembered her as being like lazy and not doing anything. <laughs> maybe it's know. just been too long. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe she's trying to impress Alice still. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Meanwhile, Alice is vacuuming. Peter walks in the front door. Carol asks, Peter, what are you doing home from school? Peter pipes up and says, They sent me home. Measles. <laughs> Wasn't there a cartoon with like measles? Like really high pitched. I have no idea. No, okay, never mind. <laughs> Listeners, if you remember what I'm talking about, so you don't think I'm cra- so don't, tech don't think I'm crazy. Like <laughs> tell us, like because I remember I I definitely it was a little female. I want to say it was like a Looney Tunes cartoon where some little female character was like measles and she had a really high pitched voice. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> and I know Looney Tunes too, and that's yeah. huh weird. Anyway, Carol sees the spots on his face and feels his forehead and says, well, you do have a temperature. Alice says, it's either measles or a strange case of red freckles. Ha ha, very funny, motherfucker. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Hilarious joke. Hilarious joke. Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Ruth Brooks flipping. Hilarious writing. Yeah, I appreciate you making jokes about my kids' health. That's, That's pretty fucking funny. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> they could have brain swelling. Yeah, pretty funny. <laughs> well, I'm talking about a red freckles. Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant about, you know, measles that could kill you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Peter says, they told me 101.1. What's the record? Carol says, 
Never mind, that's one record you don't want to break. Alice adds, right, you don't get to hold that title very long. Carol then says, I think you better go upstairs and get into bed. I'll phone the doctor and be right up. Peter then leaves to go upstairs to bed. Alice says, measles. Let's hope the others don't start coming down with it. Carol adds, oh, that would be terrible. Alice jokes and says, as the warden of a state prison once said, I'd hate to see them all break out at once. (laughs) Do you get it? Because like break out. But what she means, break out in the measles. But what the warden means, break out of prison. (laughs) Carol rolls her eyes to show that she is not amused. Mm. Hmm. So what was Alice in prison for? (laughs) That's a good point. Why is she talking to a warden of a prison? Yeah. And she doesn't say as a warden or a given warden or, you know, she says as the warden (laughs) once said. Like, yeah. That's a good mm. point. Huh. Interesting. Makes you wonder why she's so devoted to the Brady's. Why the Brady's can say, no, you're going to the Grand Canyon. Oh. And you're gonna ride a donkey. And you she's like, like, yes, doctor. <laughs> Do you think she's doing like some sort of community service? I think Mike is like covering her ass. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise she has to go. This is like, yeah, this is like her community service where she goes back to prison. So Mike's like, no, no, you're going. You're going to Hawaii. <laughs> I'd really rather stay home. No, you're good. You're, you're going to ghost town. So uh, my boss is taking us all out on a... Uh, I'm going to sail. sail. You're going to go. I'm not going. Yes, you are. But I get seasick. Well, sounds mm. like a you problem. We know how that works. This room's kind of small. It's bigger than the jail cell, though, ain't it? We know how that works. She can't complain about anything. She's like, well, do you think maybe I can... Like, not wear this blue dress when I go to the store. It's better than a black and white suit, isn't it? Yeah. Or an orange jumpsuit. Do you rather you wear mean that? I have, to, I have to cook for eight people. It's better than 150, ain't it? <laughs> Funny how that works. <laughs> uh, new conspiracy yes. theory. Love it. But anyways, um, why, what's with the music, man? The music sounded so weird. I know. It sounded like... Like Donna Reed, <laughs> like an yeah. episode of Donna Reed starting or something. So, yeah, it was really different. Why couldn't we hear the vacuum? And plus, Alice never turned the vacuum off. <laughs> so, <laughs> she was well, pretending. I didn't even notice any. I mean, I yeah. noticed there was a vacuum, but I didn't notice that we couldn't hear it. I didn't know she never turned it off. I mean, yeah. Hmm. Good attention to detail. Good job. Well, one thing I noticed was Peter seems so stiff compared to like later on seasons. Hmm. But also, uh, everybody has a temperature. Just saying. <laughs> it's true. Maybe you have a temperature. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so Otherwise, you know, thermodynamics and all. That's true. That's true. Or else yeah. you'd be dead. So Exactly. Well, even if you were dead, you'd still have a temperature. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> even if you're absolute zero, still a temperature. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good point. So why doesn't she quarantine him now? She was like, go up to your room and go to bed. 
You know, like <laughs> go up to your room that you share with two other members of the family, so you don't get anybody sick. Like I would say, why don't you go to the den or to the family room and stay in there? And if you feel sick, go to the bathroom that six members of this family all use. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scene two. Next, we see Mike at work. Carol is on the phone with him. Mike laughs and says, are you sure he's got the measles? Carol says, well, he sure has all the symptoms. A temperature. A lot of dots and great big smile. Mike asks, a great big smile? Carol says, because he'll be home from school for a few days. Hmm. Mike asks, did you call the doctor yet? Oh, shit. Carol says, I've been trying to, but the line's been busy. Mike says, well, say hello to my dotted son and tell him I'll bring us some comic books and I'll see you later. Carol says goodbye and hangs up the phone. Carol, still in the kitchen, asks Alice, who's carrying a basket of laundry? What? No, she doesn't <laughs> ask who's carrying <laughs> oh, Okay. Carol, <laughs> Carol, still in the kitchen, asks Alice, who, who is carrying a basket of laundry? <laughs> no. What? You're saying it weird. Oh, oh, I get it. <laughs> you gotta leave all that in. That's awesome. Oh, wow. That's dumb. All right. Carol, <laughs> Carol's still in the kitchen. <laughs> Carol's still in the kitchen, asks Alice, who's carrying a basket of laundry? Ah. Alice, have you seen the thermometer? Alice says, last time I saw it, it was in the roast beef. <laughs> Carol gives a look of disapproval. Alice says, oh, you mean for people? I'll get it. Carol just shakes her head. <laughs> As Alice leaves, Carol picks up the phone again and starts to dial. She seems to have no trouble getting through this time and mm. asks, hello, may I please speak to Dr. Porter? Hello, doctor. This is Carol Brady. Would you mind stopping by the house? One of the kids was sent home with the measles. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Just then, Jan is seen standing in the doorway with spots all over her face and a look of sadness. Hmm. Carol says, Jan, you've got the measles. Jan says, wow, moms are supposed to know everything, but do you have to keep proving it? Carol feels her face and says, you've got a temperature, too. <laughs> Why is she feeling her own face? That's weird. <laughs> She's like, Jan, you have a temperature. No, sorry. She feels her face. All right. Um, Jan asks, what do you mean? Two. Everyone has one. Carol says, Peter was sent home from school a little while ago. Jan says, oh, what is his temperature? Carol says, 101.1. WJRR. <laughs> Jan proudly says, oh, is that all? I'm 101.2. Hmm. Carol then tells her to go upstairs and get into bed to wait for the doctor. Jan then asks, can I tell Peter he's a point behind me? Carol says, I'm sure he'll appreciate your sympathy. Now into bed, Jan. Jan heads upstairs. Well, technically, he's not a point behind her. He's a point. He's a tenth point. of a degree behind Thank her. you. That's, yeah, you said it better. Mm -hmm. um, put them in the same room, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are they going to do? Make each other sicker? <laughs> so do you, think Carol actually, do you think Carol actually tried to call the doctor? <laughs> or is this the first time? Because <laughs> she's calling Mike and he's like, did you call the doctor? And she's like, oh, shit. I tried, but I couldn't get through. It's weird. It's weird. Oh. It's busy. I guess everybody's getting measles. Because <laughs> she seemed to have no trouble dialing after she got the phone with Mike. And like this, she went straight through to the doctor. 
<laughs> maybe she asked Carol. Maybe she asked Alice to call, and Alice just didn't call. She's like, no, nope, Miss Bray is busy. And she just went back to what she was doing. Um, <laughs> Alice, I told you to remind me to call the doctor. <laughs> Fucking Alice, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> we need to send her back to prison. Uh, <laughs> Maybe call the warden. I'll fucking call. I don't care. Yeah. So I did some checking, and the building was actually the old Avery Hills Library. So that's like what, the building like you're his, seeing is actually a, uh, a library. The uh, Mike's office? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so fun. Um, the doctors aren't afraid of catching it. Like, I don't know a whole lot about the measles, but it seems like it's pretty contagious. Um, they maybe they already had it when they were kids because back then is it that kind of disease where once you have it you can't get it again? I, I think because they, they they say that about the chicken box, but I've had the chicken box twice, I so had it twice I'm too. calling bullshit. But yeah, like at the end they they talk about it like as if well you had it you're done you know kind of oh, a okay. thing. So I don't know, huh? You know the chicken box is a form of cooties. Shut up. Yeah, weird, huh? But yeah, I've had the chicken pox twice. I had it when I was five, and I had it again when Jake was one. Yeah, I had it uh, when I was nine, and then again when I was... Maybe I had it before I was nine, but I remember I had it when I was nine. Man, when you have it as an adult, man, it's horrible. Holy crap. I was throwing up my brains out, if that's a thing. Yeah, I don't think I, I really bad from it. Really bad kidney pains. I was throwing up all the time. I had a fever. It was bad. When you have chicken pox mm. as an adult, it sucks. Hmm. Does suck. Man. Scene three. Up in the boys' room, Peter sits in his bed with a thermometer in his mouth and a crossword puzzle on his lap. Alice stands beside him, watching her while well, her watch. Peter says, Mmm. Alice I think I said that right. Did I say it right? I think so. Is that when Alice took her hand over his mouth? <laughs> Alice says She lifted up her hands like, What'd you say? Sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> Alice says uh-huh, I can't understand a word you're saying. Wait until they get the thermometer out. Alice then counts down. Five, four, three, two, one, and out. Alice pulls the thermometer out of Peter's mouth as he asks, What's a seven-letter word for drink? Alice, not really listening, looks at the reading and says, Good, it hasn't gone up a bit. Peter says, I need a seven-letter word for drink. Alice says, Oh, a seven-letter word for drink. Alice scratches her head to think, but then is interrupted by Jan yelling from next door. Mom! Mom! Alice tells Peter that <laughs> she'll be right back. <laughs> she'll be right back and heads to the girls' room by way of the adjoining bathroom. I noticed that. That was in my nose. I noticed Alice went to the bathroom. Because we used to harp on that. It's like, why are you going out to the hallway? Just go to the next <laughs> Just go to the bathroom. So kudos <laughs> to Alice for actually thinking. <clears throat> Scene four. When Alice arrives to Jan, she says, your mother is in the kitchen, sweetie. She's making that special milkshake you wanted. You know, the one that brings all the boys to the yard. My milkshake brings mm-hmm. all the boys to the yard. Uh-huh. And like, it's better than yours. Hell yeah. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Did she say Carol's in the kitchen making a milkshake for one of her children? I, like, I think so. I don't think that's right. Can you check that real quick? Sorry. Um, I don't need to stop. All right, let me check. Let me check. check. Yeah, that's what it says. Damn. So Alice is up taking. mm, All right. Anyways, Jan, while holding a sketch, says, Oh, yeah. See what I drew, Alice? Jan holds up the sketch she did of a demon bird in a fiery storm (laughs) with a clown or whatever 
That's what it looked like to me. Huh? Yeah. Alice says, oh, that's beautiful, Jan. Just beautiful. Jan asks, can you tell what it is? Alice says, tonight's reason as to why I won't be able to sleep? Take that, you winged spawn of Satan! <laughs> that shit said it. Alice says, of course, it's a bird, duh. Jan says, I didn't mean that. I mean, what kind of bird? Alice has an oh shit look on her face. As she thinks of what to say, but luckily she's saved by the bell when Peter calls out, Alice! Mm-hmm. Alice now says, uh, I promised Peter I'd help him. As she slowly scoots out the door. My brother dropped acid and hijacked a bus full of penguins. <laughs> Freak, freaked out and freaked hijacked out. a bus full of penguins. Uh, to me, it looked like a crow. I thought it was pretty obvious. Yeah, I thought so too. But uh, apparently that's not what it is, which we're going to find out. Scene five. As Alice steps back in the room with Peter, she says, "Uh, let's see, seven letter word for drink. I think I got, uh, I think I got it. Uh, Limeade, that's seven letters. Peter says, starts with an S. Alice (laughs) has a look of disappointment and says, oh, now you tell me. Jan now calls out for Alice from the other room. Alice! As Alice heads in the direction, she says, um, how about soda pop? Peter says, that's two words, fucking dumb maid. (laughs) Alice sees her boner and says, oh, I'll be right back and heads out the door. (sighs) Bobby or Peter, whoever it is, starting to irritate me. Like, just figure the shit out. Damn. Why are you doing that if it's too hard for you? (laughs) God. Why can't Alice just shout back? What? I mean, why is she running back and forth between the... Oh, because of prison. Um, <laughs> she has to. It's yeah. court ordered. <laughs> but, I mean, Peter acts like he can't hear Jan screaming from the other... Like a, like a fucking white trash from the other room. Like, <laughs> like he fucking hears Jan screaming toward, to Alice, and he still wants to ask about some stupid... Cross- I don't know. Just, just irritating me a little bit. But, <laughs> <laughs> scene six. As Alice enters the room, she picks up right where she left off and guesses Eagle. Jan, holding the drawing up, just shakes her head. Alice guesses Hawk. Jan once again shakes her head. Alice takes another crack at it. Vulture? Jan takes, I would have said blue, blue-footed booby. That's just me. <laughs> Alice, <laughs> Jan shakes her head again. Alice gives a look to the young girl as if to say, I don't fucking know. Die, devil bird! Jan smiles and says, it's a swallow. Alice patronizes her and says, oh, of course, it's a swallow. (laughs) Just then Peter calls out, Alice. Okay, a fucking surprise. (laughs) But just then, this gives Alice a big idea and realizes, as she says, swallow, I think I've got it. (laughs) Alice now claps her hands together and runs back into Peter saying, that was my nickname in high school. (laughs) <laughs> Jan was like swallow just like mommy <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what that means <laughs> scene say, oh. as she runs in she says to Peter Peter you got your pencil ready swallow he's like okay Peter. he's like is that your job <laughs> Peter says I already got that one Alice gives a deflated look to Peter. 
Peter asks, what's a five-letter word for exhausted? Alice says, Alice. She uh-huh. then counts on her fingers to confirm that it is indeed five letters in her name. Hmm. Why doesn't she just have Jan laying on Greg's bed? That way she'll have to keep running back and forth. That's also a good idea for quarantining. Just like, yeah. Yeah, because they, they, they both have the same shit. Mm-hmm. What the fuck does it matter? Mm-hmm. Scene eight. You back at Mike's office. Mike is on the phone with the doctor. He says, uh, Dr. Cameron, this is Mike Brady. I've been wondering about Peter. Mike now rolls his eyes as he asks, what do you mean wondering what? Didn't Carol call you? Oh, shit. Peter's got the measles. Yeah, maybe you didn't get the message yet. And he's like, fucking Carol. <laughs> yeah, I'd appreciate it if you drop by the house and check him over. Ah, thanks. I'll see you there. Bye bye. <laughs> Mike then hangs up the phone. Hell yeah. You know, Robert Reed was like, are we really going to set all this shit up for me to have that stupid ass phone conversation? <laughs> you know, he was like that. You know, he was. <laughs> well, he had two phone conversations. So mm. he's like, I'll only do it if we do two scenes. I'm not doing exactly. just fucking one. So. <laughs> <laughs> Scene nine. Nine. In the kitchen, we are treated to actual proof of Carol making something other than a salad in the kitchen. Wow. She's making Jan's milkshake. My milkshake brings all the boys mm-hmm. to the yard, and they're like, it's better than yours. Damn. <laughs> As she pours the milk into the blender, along with some scoops of ice cream, the doorbell rings. Hmm. Carol leaves what she's doing in the kitchen and opens the front door. Standing in the doorway is a female. Oh, shit. Carol says, oh, Dr. Porter, please come in. How's Richie and Joni? <laughs> Dr. Porter steps inside and asks, how are you, Carol? Carol sighs from complete exhaustion from adding two scoops of ice cream into a blender. Says, oh, fine. I'm sure glad you got here so soon. Now it's not only Peter, but Jan now has the measles. Oh, shit. Dr. Porter says, that's pretty fucking sneaky. Trying to get two for the price of one? I don't fucking think so. Mm Mm-hmm. And she starts to walk out, and Carol's like, wait, 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 I'll pay for two. (laughs) Carol just laughs. And then she says, sit on it, Mrs. C. (laughs) (laughs) No, she didn't say that. Dr. Porter says, I'll check her as soon as I'm finished with Peter. Carol motions for the doctor to go upstairs to a place she's never been. Damn. (laughs) Do you you hear the attitude that that Dr. Porter has? She's like, upstairs on the right? Like... Yeah. Like she says with an attitude, like, what the fuck? Uh, so I'm going upstairs on the right, like, by myself? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, damn. I'm just going to walk in on a little boy in his room? Yeah. That's why so. they don't have, uh, that's why they don't have house calls anymore. Carol <laughs> yeah. fucking ruined it. Well, the <laughs> doctor's like, Carol. fuck that. They're going to come to my office now and make me go upstairs and wander around. Yeah. <laughs> so Carol says, uh, well, tell Peter I'll be right up. I'm fixing something in the kitchen for Jan. Dr. Porter confirms upstairs, right? That's where you want me to go? Carol's a yep. The boys' room upstairs on the right. Oh, the boys' room. Oh, that clarifies things. It's up on the right. Is that where it is? I'll see you in a couple minutes, I guess. Guess I'll just fucking go up. If I don't get lost. (laughs) In this labyrinth you call a house. As the doctor goes up the stairs, Carol races back to the kitchen. Once back in the kitchen, Carol continues to work on the difficult recipe of milk and ice cream. But then all of a sudden, Peter yells out from upstairs, Mom! 
Carol jumps and dumps the chocolate sauce in the blender. Oh, no. Mm. So should, if Peter has a fever, should he really be having that much dairy? Uh, well, this is for Jan, but still the same question applies. Um, her her fever no. was higher than Peter's. Yeah, no, she shouldn't be. Hmm. So she is a shitty mom. Hmm. <laughs> Scene 10. Up in the boys' room, Peter has pulled his blankets up to keep away from the woman doctor. Dr. Porter says, but Peter, I am a doctor. I've always taken care of your mother's girls. Peter says, then you're a girl's doctor. Dr. Porter then looks him in the eye and says, no, I'm not. I take care of little boys, too. Peter shouts back, oh, I'm a big boy, Mrs. Cunningham. Uh, I mean, Dr. Porter. Dr. Porter says, well, let me be the judge of that. Starts unbuttoning her doctor robe. Well, she didn't have a doctor robe. You know what I mean? Starts unbuttoning that shit. She's like, yeah. Dude, what the fuck? What? It's like it's like that dream I used to have when I was a kid. You know which one I'm talking about. What is wrong? The doctor with comes you? to your house and you're like, yeah. What is wrong with you? It's been a long hiatus. <laughs> a long, hard throbbing hiatus. Porn kid? Let's just move on. Peter's a child. Yeah, but this is from his perspective. This ain't from her perspective. It's just like having on. a crush on your teacher. Same thing. One thing I found out is the next time you go to the doctor, yeah, if you pay him $20, they'll check your prostate and make you turn your head and cough at the same time. So anyway, Peter continues to call out for Carol. Mom! 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 Carol comes rushing in and asks, what is it? What happened? Peter continues to cover himself up with blankets. Whispers, come here. <laughs> Carol walks over to Peter. Peter sits up and whispers, mom, she's a woman. We go to Dr. Cameron, a guy. Mm. Carol says, but Peter, a doctor is a doctor. They don't take care of just boys or girls. They take care of both. Peter says, she's not going to take care of me both. Dr. Porter <laughs> hears this and looks over at him. Mm. But then all of a sudden, <laughs> Jan calls out, Mom! Mom! Carol yells back, What is it? See, she yells from the same room. She don't run over that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jan yells, Come quick! Carol, now flustered, says, Oh, what in the world? She turns to Dr. Porter and says, Damn it, Alice, what do we pay you for? Oh, sorry. I mean, <laughs> I mean, would you do my parenting for me and please explain it to him? I usually don't deal with um, those. That's why I haven't made. No, she, she, doesn't, she doesn't say that. But she, you know, she might as well. Have. As she heads out the door to check on Jan, Carol says to Peter, please, you're being very silly about this. Mm -hmm. So what's funny is you notice Alice is like, fuck this. <laughs> so Carol's in the kitchen making a milkshake and running back and forth. And yeah. like Alice ain't nowhere to be found. <laughs> What's funny is Carol, like she's ta talking to the doctor like she's Alice. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fucking do stand there. Will you explain this to my kid? You see me busy. Damn. <laughs> People act like it's my responsibility to take care of my kids. Can you fucking pick up that clothes <laughs> on the floor too? Fuck. <laughs> act like you can't help me raise my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Scene 11. Carol now rushes into the girls' room to see what Jan is screaming about. She literally runs right past a strange man standing in her daughter's bedroom. 
alone with her and asks, <laughs> what? Jen points and shouts, see, there's a strange man in my room. Carol turns around and sees the man standing next to her bed in a suit. Carol puts her arms out to protect her child and says, if you put one hand on this girl, I'll call the police. <laughs> the man very calmly says, as if this happens to him every week, Mrs. Brady, I presume. Carol, still on guard, says, well, I think you presume too much, sir. <laughs> Breaking and entering and frightening a poor little girl. Shame on you. <laughs> what did you do that for? I didn't buy them. No, but you tried to. <laughs> no, but you tried to. Carol goes on. You better have a good explanation for this. The man says, well, I think I have a rather good explanation for this. You see, I'm a pediatrician. Like, don't worry, I'm a doctor. It's cool. <laughs> Carol asks, well, what are you doing here? I've never heard of a doctor going door to door. Oh, damn. Yeah. The man just laughs and says, Mrs. Brady. <laughs> Shit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I've been taking care of Mike's kids, well, from the time they were born. He asked me to come over. <laughs> Silly woman. You don't know. <laughs> and notice he was like, I've been taking care of Mike's kids. <laughs> yeah. Not your kids. Mike's kids. Mm -hmm. And he says, uh, Alice brought me up. Carol, now seeing her boner, puts her guard down and says, oh, doctor, I'm sorry. I, oh, my face must be as red as her dots. <laughs> ha ha, very funny, motherfucker. Carol goes on. You see, uh, Mike didn't tell me that he phoned you, so I naturally, when I saw a strange man, I, how can I apologize? <laughs> the doctor just smiles and says, you already have. Very sweetly. <laughs> see, I... I <laughs> Come here, you. I took that as, as patronizing. You already did. Very sweetly. Yeah, <laughs> you did. <laughs> Carol, overwhelmed with having to deal with two of her children and having to deal with a milkshake, she says, mm -hmm. well, gee, I already called Dr. P Peter or Porter and she's in the room with Porter. Peter. Oh, my God. It's too much. I've been dealing with two kids and milkshakes. Like, I can't, I can't be expected to, you know, Dr. S. Do you mean Catherine Porter? Oh, shit. Carol asks, do you know her? Doctor says... Shit. Hell yeah, we all know Catherine Porter. Do we know her? Hell yeah, if you Hell know yeah. what I mean. In the biblical way. Mm. Yeah. We all know Catherine Porter. Hell yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that for too long, just make it awkward. Oh. All right. Now, Dr. Cameron says... No, but I've heard of her. She's an excellent doctor. Jan adds, a girl's doctor. Right? Carol, now feeling awkward from Jan's comment, says, why don't you just relax, Jan? Oh, damn. I know. Well, I'll go in and talk to Dr. Porter. I'm sure I can straighten this whole thing out in just a few minutes. Oh, she's going to straighten something out. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dr. Cameron <laughs> chuckles and says, in the meantime, Jan and I can get to be better acquainted. Oh, shit. Jan points at Dr. Cameron and says, only if you keep your distance. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Carol looks at Jan and says, Jan, 
Jan says, yes, sir. Doctor just chuckles as Carol walks out. He's hmm. like, <laughs> and looks back at Jan. <laughs> <laughs> so, in every other episode, everybody knows each other in this damn town. Yeah. But she doesn't know that the kid, the kid's fucking doctor, like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, in one episode, like, in the Christmas one we just did, they go to the travel agency of all things and they know the Brady's. So, the yeah. doctor doesn't know? That doesn't make... Anyways, um, well, you got to remember too. The Christmas was like that's like what, 20, 30 years that's later. True, so but you got still, a to meet but they go people. to pretty much any store. It's like, hey, Mrs. Brady. Like everybody fucking knows her. So she doesn't know that. How many pediatricians are there really in this town? Like, come on. <laughs> um, they had female doctors back then. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, I mean, because they act like Carol can't even get a job because she's female. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I don't know, like a legit question. They had doctors back then, like female doctors? Yeah. I mean, because they make it sound so incredibly misogynistic on this show. It's just kind of surprising. You know? I mean, it was just unusual, but I'm sure there was still plenty okay. of them everywhere. Yeah. But, yeah, again, oh, my, just f- fucking genius. Just switch them. Holy shit, it's not that complicated. <laughs> well, whatever we are going to do, we have the boys doctor in Jan's room. <laughs> and Jan's doctor in the boys' room. Oh my! It's going to take us like a half an hour to figure this out. You're forgetting like, the third trifecta to Carol's problem. She also has a milkshake. She's trying to deal with downstairs. Well, too. plus fourth, Mike's not in the house. Oh, good point. Alice, yeah. she's fucking missing. She might be on the phone with her parole officer or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, she's there meeting with him. <laughs> yeah, and that's why she don't have a driver's license. It got revoked. <laughs> So wait a minute. Maybe Alice was doing some kind of drug smuggling. Go on. I'm listening. Because why else would she not have a license? She's got to take public transportation everywhere. Hmm. Think she was a mule? Maybe. I don't know. Hmm. And it is weird that she's strangely attracted to Sam, who like butchers things all the time. Sam the butcher. Hmm. Hmm. I think we're on to something. Mm-hmm. But I'm liking this new Carol Brady. She's a Johnny on the spot, sort of. She is, yeah, She's yeah. trying to be anyway. She's actually making an attempt to be a mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she's even protecting her child and everything. Yeah. I mean, from the dangers of men, but not like the dangers of eating dairy when you have a high fever. Exactly. How did he... F- oh, he said that Alice brought him up there. Never mind. Yeah. <clears throat> Scene 12. As Carol walks out of the girls' room, Mike meets her in the hallway. You know, because she's dumb and doesn't go through the bathroom. <laughs> Carol shuts the door and whispers, oh, Mike, conference time. Mike says, but I was just going into. Carol says, no, come on. Come on. Damn. Yeah. She's like, shit. right now, seriously, there's doctors in there. Like, we have like five minutes. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> As they walk down the stairs, Mike asks, what's with a conference at a time like this? When we have a kid upstairs with the measles. Carol says, two kids. Jan has the measles, too. Mike says, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> what did the doctor say? As they sit down on the couch in the living room, Carol says, which one? Oh, shit. There are two doctors up there. Get out of town. Mike asks, why two? Carol explains, well, naturally, I called Dr. Porter, and naturally, you called Dr. Cameron. Mm. One and one. Makes two. <laughs> Do you understand, Mike? <laughs> Mike chuckles and says, amazing. Two doctors, both making house calls. 
They may be drummed out of the AMA. Okay. Do we have a cricket sound effect? That'd be funny. Carol just laughs and says, you haven't heard the rest of the story. Dr. Porter is a woman doctor. Mike, realizing that he may have raised his boys to be sexist, says, ew. No, he doesn't say. It's, oh. Carol adds, and Peter doesn't want a woman doctor. Mike laughs and says, honey, I can't say I blame him. The oh, guy shit. doesn't want a woman taking his temperature. Hmm. Carol says, they don't take it like that anymore. <laughs> Carol admits, well, Jan isn't exactly thrilled about a man taking hers. Hmm. Mike, not seeing the issue, says, Dr. Kamen is a very fine doctor. Carol says, well, Dr. Porter is a very fine doctor. I mean, she's taken marvelous care of the girls. Carol then stops mid-sentence. Mike asks, what's wrong? Carol stares off into the distance and frowns. Mike looks over. We see Greg, Bobby, Marsha, and Cindy all standing in a line with spots on their face. Oh, shit. Greg says, we've got the measles. All four of us. Mike, out of disbelief, says, correction, all six of us. As Mike and Carol get off the couch to inspect their children, Marsha asks, you mean Jan and Peter have them too? Carol nods. Marsha then says, well, you better call Dr. Porter. Greg looks over at Marsha and corrects Dr. Cameron. Marsha agrees, Dr. Porter. Greg mm. says, Dr. Cameron. Mm. Carol shuts that shit down real quick and simply says, hold it. They're both upstairs. Bobby says, I like Dr. Cameron. He gives lollipops. Cindy says, Dr. Porter gives all day suckers. Greg shouts, that's it. I changed my mind. I want Dr. Porter. Man, you really like underplayed that with all them exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> okay. like, that's it. I changed my mind. I want Dr. Porter. <laughs> like, and then Greg's like, that's it. I changed my mind. I would like Dr. Porter, please. Well, yeah, he's trying to play it cool. <laughs> no, no, he didn't say that. Mike looks over at Carol and quips, doctors must have an arrangement with dentists. Carol just laughs. Mm -hmm. I don't get that joke. Because they're both giving like lollipops and suckers. And oh, 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 sugar. Come. And all of a sudden, both doctors come walking down the stairs. The four kids then rush their choice of doctor and begin to yell their names at them for some reason. Carol just rubs her head. No, it's just weird. They were like, Dr. Porter, Dr. Cameron, Dr. <laughs> just like saying their names. I've never seen know. any kids so excited to see their doctor. <laughs> I don't know. I thought they were like arguing. Like, Dr. Oh. Porter, can you believe it? Like, Dr. Cameron's here. I thought they were all excited. <laughs> that didn't make any sense to me. So uh, at first upstairs, like, I, I was confused on the hallway. So I was like, I was thinking Mike was going to check on Jam, but then I didn't make sense because he only knew that Peter was sick. But then oh, it looks yeah. like she left Jan and went into the boys' room and out their door to the hallway. Because she yeah. was coming out of the boys' room. Right. Yeah. Weird. No wonder Howard listens to Marion so much. I'm all day suckers. Oh yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, like and I said before, the male doctor kind of looked like Mr. Rogers a little bit. From the side, he kind of looked like Fred Rogers. Yeah. And I just still see him as Mr. Dennis yeah. Dennis. Yeah, I see Mr. Rogers. Scene 13. At the front door, Mike and Carol stand with both doctors. Carol says, it is very kind of both of you to come. Mike agrees and says, yes, we, uh, well, uh, 
Carol says, Mike and I are, um, are certainly going to discuss the situation. Mike awkwardly chuckles and agrees. Dr. Cameron says, we understand it certainly isn't necessary to double your doctors. <laughs> Mike says, well, we want who's, I mean, what's best for the children. Dr. Porter chuckles and says, oh, fine. You make your choice. She looks over at Dr. Cameron and confirms, right, doctor? And Dr. Cameron says, that's right. And may the best man, <laughs> excuse me, or woman win. And they all just <laughs> laugh. After the doctor's exit, Mike and Carol make their way back to the living room, arm in arm, to sit on the chairs. <laughs> Mike says, oh, honey, will you stop worrying and relax? We use your doctor. Carol slumps into the chair and says, I wouldn't dream of it. Mike, while making himself a cocktail, asks, why? Carol goes on, if we used my doctor and anything went wrong, I'd never forgive myself. As Mike mixes his drink, he says, oh, fi oh fine. So if we use my doctor, then I'd never forgive myself. Carol gets up and says, okay, you insist? We'll use my doctor. <laughs> Mike says, fine. As Carol walks away, Mike's early bullshit detector Hell begins to yeah. go off. As he says, hold it. Carol stops in her tracks. Carol asks, hold what? Mike says, you outmaneuvered me. Use your doctor. That's what you wanted all along to use your doctor. Carol asks, you object? Then we can use your doctor. Mike thinks for a second and then says, oh, no. That's not going to work either. Carol says, oh, come on, Mike. Why don't we just put it off until you can decide on which doctor? Mike thinks about what she said and says, at this point, I'd settle for a witch doctor. Carol, not amused, just turns and walks away while Mike continues to get all liquored up. On water. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, when I was watching this, the, the answer seemed painfully obvious. Like, it's almost like they had a small idea and they were trying to make that idea last for 24 minutes. Because um, <laughs> all I kept, like, screaming at the TV was, just keep both. Like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, it's not like you, it's not a family plan where you pay one price and you get as many doctor visits as you want for as many kids as you want. And that's not the way it works. You still got to pay for per visit. Yeah. Um, but also, shouldn't it be about what the kids are comfortable with? You know what I mean? Like, well, if I brought I mean, my kids to the doctor. later. Well, if, my, if I brought my kids to the doctor and my daughter, for instance, was like, you know what? I really don't feel comfortable with that doctor. Right away, I'm not going back to the doctor. Because <laughs> I don't need a reason. Right. If my kid doesn't feel comfortable with the doctor, that's all I need to know. And I'm not going back. So, no. Um, but also, she doesn't trust her own doctor. What do you mean? Because she flat out says, well... If she fucks it up, I'm not going to ever forget myself. Oh. Well, then maybe we shouldn't be using your doctor if you're worried she's going to screw something up. <laughs> it should be, no, we're going to use my doctor because she won't screw something up. Not, well, if she does fuck up our kids and kill them, I don't want it on my conscience. Like, God, sounds like a shitty well, doctor. She wants to, Kira wants to please her man, you know. So. Mm, sounds like she should be a housewife and not a doctor. Good thing she is. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So this is where we take our next break. Mm -hmm. I know. We'll be back, though. So all the kids are sick with the measles. But that's not the biggest problem in the Brady household. Oh. Mike and Carol have to decide on which pediatrician they use. Oh, shit. Will they use Carol's doctor? Maybe. Will they use Mike's doctor? Maybe. 
while Mike try to pass himself off as a kid so we can maybe get an all-day sucker from Dr. Porter? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I miss a C like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll be back. fan we've got a few questions for you were you obsessed with x-men as a kid did you stand in line to get a copy of the death of superman in the black poly bag did you buy every image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves then have we got the show for you Wizards, the podcast guide to comics, is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation. In our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more! You'll get mini-episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app. And remember to keep your books bagged and boarded. So one, one exciting thing that happened over the hiatus is you mm. finally got your Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> and it only took well, I mean, two months. Well, I, technically I got it somewhat on time, but I had to send it back because you didn't realize how fat I was. When I, I just say <laughs> I ordered the wrong size. Just say it. Just like, yeah, but that's not your fault. If you, you would have ordered know. the right size, Jimmy, I would have had it on time. <laughs> so like we, yeah, but, yeah. we've talked about on the show about my bad luck with ordering stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I ordered tack something for for Am- for Christmas on Amazon. It arrived, but it wasn't. Well, it was a is a winter coat. Yes, it, know, but it wasn't the right size. All right. Yeah. So I go in and I, I I realize that they're out of the color that I'd gotten them in the size that he needed. So I go ahead and pick another color and tell Amazon this is the one I want. And then they send me back the shipping information. You had to go to Staples or whatever it was, or um, um, <laughs> the UPS, UPS store and send it back. By the time they got it back, they were out of the color you want. <laughs> so I waited <laughs> because it said, you know, we'll let you know when these are back in. And then it switched to, uh, we don't know if we'll ever get these back in, but you can keep waiting if you want. So I went ahead and ordered another size or another color rather. Mm-hmm. They shipped that out to you somehow to this day it's still lost like it still hasn't arrived anywhere i think oh, oh the the original yeah. the first one you ordered yeah so then i had to call amazon i'm like what is going on like it, it, i've been waiting like two weeks it was supposed to take two days and it's been two weeks and it's still sitting somewhere what's going on we'll send them out another one at no cost 
Okay. So they send that one out and you finally got him. So, yeah. So sometime in February, you got your Christmas present from Amazon <laughs> that promises two day shipping. So, which was okay because for some reason up here in Illinois, winter has been very wimpy. But see, I lived in Illinois for like five or six years and we would have every Christmas, we would have like, like a few days that were cold, but it was never like, it's not like the peanuts where it's, there's snow on the ground all winter long. It was never like that. So, I mean, we haven't had, it snowed like only a couple of times since I've been here. We've never had snow on the ground more than a day. That's how it was when I lived there. Total snow we've had on the ground is out of all winter is maybe an inch. If that. Yeah. I mean, that's, it wasn't, that's uh, not really that ridiculous. Like it was like that when I lived there, like once every two or three years, we would have like maybe eight inches of snow, maybe nine, but it was few and far. We had some winters where we didn't get snow at all. Um, yeah, but we've been having temperatures like almost in the 60s <laughs> around yeah, here. Yeah, again, like and, that's, uh, yeah. It's nuts. <clears throat> and because uh, I remember when I first moved here, I was talking to people I worked with. I'm like, so did we get snow here? And everybody's like, yes, trust mm-hmm. me, you're going to get snow. I was like, like real snow or just like, because I spent a year in Virginia and that was a very wimpy winter. And they're like, no, trust me, it gets cold here. And yeah, we get tons of snow. Cause that's not that far away from where I lived, and we didn't really get that much snow. So, hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, it did get down to fifteen below, and the wind chill factor was forty five below. That was freaking cold. Holy shit! Yeah, at Christmas time it was really cold here. It was mm-hmm. below zero. Yeah, for a couple of days, and it was pretty bad. Yeah, but um, that's it. I, we haven't seen anything since Christmas, and temperatures have been up. I was talking to a girl at work yesterday, and I was like, "So when?" At what point do we say, well, it looks like we're just not going to get any snow this year, and then spring hits? Mm-hmm. And she was like, we pretty much already passed that. Spring's coming. Mm. I was like, really? Like, it's not going to be one of those late winters where April, we get like eight inches of snow in <laughs> April. She's like, I don't think so. So what you're saying is uh, you're disappointed that you didn't get eight inches. <laughs> so since you've been to Illinois, you've been looking forward to a nice solid eight inches. You're like, Not I've had really, one I'm, inch, maybe two inch. I didn't do anything for me. I want like fucking eight inches. <laughs> well, referring to snow, no. Referring to what you're referring to. How do, what do you mean what no. I'm referring to? I'm just repeating what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you sound disappointed because you didn't get eight inches. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's true. Yeah. You need to go sledding, man. I know you've been sledding before, but... Man, yeah. if I was you, I would have been sledding like five times by now. Have you not been listening to me? We haven't had snow. You've had snow? You just said you had snow. Yeah, like a half an inch one it time It don't take that much day. to sled? <laughs> <laughs> it takes more than that. Uh, I miss sledding so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember we used to pick out the hills in Decatur. Like if there was pieces of sled at the bottom, yeah. you knew that was a good hill. Hell yeah. The golf course, man. Nelson's, I think it was. That was the best place. I, I remember that one time you're like, I'm going to go down and hit that that snow drift. And you start sliding down and it was, we didn't know it, but it was a tree stump that was covered with snow. <laughs> and you launched up in the air and all we saw was arms and legs flailing. Oh my God. I had never laughed that hard in my no, life. That was a mistaken sled. So like I was getting ready and, I, and then it just started going. I was like, wait, wait, wait. I was trying to stop myself. Because I saw the tree stump coming. <laughs> so and you uh, knew it was a tree stump? I didn't know it was a tree stump. I thought it was a snow drift. Yeah. I was trying to like 
you don't really steer sleds. So I was like, well, I guess I'll just go along for the ride. And then I hit that thing and went whoom, straight up in the air. Oh my God. That was so funny. Holy shit. I hadn't laughed that hard first. in a long time. <laughs> I remember I went sledding at that same place uh, with my girlfriend at the time. And there was a, there was a, we were at a different portion of it, but there was a ditch at the bottom and the ditch was not frozen over. So we kept telling her like, when you get to the bottom, you got to stop yourself. Like you can't, you, you got to stop because you're, you're going to keep going. You got to stop. So she gets hmm. on the toboggan by herself. <laughs> she, <laughs> she goes down the hill and she, she's not stopping. And we keep yelling to her, stop, mm-hmm. stop. And she went right into the water, got soaking wet. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I had to take her home. I'm like, hi, you fucking, you're all wet. Yeah. You must be cold. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you have wet socks. So I guess you could say, I uh, got my girlfriend all wet. <laughs> We went to this um, to a, a church thing. I can't remember what it was, and we had gotten like free shirts or something. And yeah. um, after the church thing, she had come back to to where we lived, and I can't remember what we were doing, just hanging out. And then I drove her home. And then when I got home, I realized that she had left this free shirt that she had gotten from this church thing. Mm-hmm. So I went back over to her house. I wasn't even thinking. And I knocked on her door. Her dad answered. I was like, hey, I just wanted to bring this over. Uh, she left her shirt in my room. And he's like, <laughs> what? Like, her shirt? And I was just returning it. And he's like, okay. And he got kind of irritated. She told me, she's like, yeah, he got kind of mad at that. I'm like, why? Like, it's a free shirt. And she's like, no, because he thought that I had taken my shirt. I'm like, oh. No wonder, oh, yeah. no wonder her parents didn't like you. Well, no, I told, I told the story why her parents didn't like me, which is freaking dumb, but. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Hmm. They don't listen to this. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're get back into it. I think so. Yeah. All right. So when we left off, the kids all have the measles and are sick in their beds. Oh shit! The problem with blended families is having two doctors. Oh shit! One for the boys and one for the girls. Mm, it's like a middle school dance. Mike and Carol now have to make the tough decision on whose doctor to use from here on out. Mm. Kind of like deciding on whether to keep Tiger or Fluffy. That wasn't very hard for them mm. at all. <laughs> that seemed pretty <laughs> easy true, to me. So. True Sophie's Choice moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Mike okay. just made the decision. He was like, we're not keeping Fluffy. But. <laughs> They're like, Mike, which one should we keep, Fluffy or or Tiger? We'll go get Fluffy, and we'll decide. Mike, I can't find Fluffy. Hmm. Funny how that works. Hmm. (laughs) When you find her, then we'll decide. How about that? (laughs) Greg's hands are all bloody. (laughs) Greg, why are your hands all bloody? Don't worry about it, Greg. Don't answer that. (laughs) Stop asking the boy questions. Greg, go wash your hands. <laughs> Scene 14. Later in the day, Greg, Peter, Marsha, and Jan are all up in the girls' room playing Monopoly on Marsha's bed. Oh, Greg shit. throws the dice and lands right on Reading Railroad, or I'm assuming you say Reading. Reading. That's how you pronounce it. Reading Railroad. Is it? It's a, but it's, mm-hmm. it's spelled Reading. I understand. But I looked it up. I Googled it just so we wouldn't sound stupid on the podcast. We don't get all these emails going. It's Reading Railroad, stupid. I've always called ever since I was a kid. I called it Reading Railroad. Kind of like I, me too. Kind of like too. Rainbow. I, but I, mm. I, I Googled it just to make sure hmm. so we don't sound like fools. 
stupid mm-hmm. heads. Right. Well, anyways, Marcia says with a sour puss, oh, Greg, <laughs> you won my railroad. Greg says, I'll be a sport. You can ride my railroad for free. <laughs> <laughs> Marcia, not happy with the outcome, sarcastically says, thanks a lot. <laughs> Jan says, it's your turn, Peter. Peter rolls the dice and moves his piece around the board. Greg says, boy, this is the life, isn't it? Marcia says, yeah, if you have to be sick, you sure can't beat the measles. Peter agrees. That's right. Jan adds, no medicine. Greg says, inside or out, like shots, I mean. Jan adds, don't even mention shots. Yuck. We know how gross shots are. <laughs> so gross. I, I wrote this comment here, but like, I don't know. But it doesn't talk about, it's not anti-vaccine. Well, it's talking about how... How easy the measles are. Like, it's no big deal. Like, you don't need a vaccination for measles. Like, it's so simple. And just how they all... It looks like a PSA for measles. Oh. (laughs) Just the way they're all talking. Man, this is super easy. Man, if you're going to be sick, measles is the one to have. That's right, Jan. And also, no medicine. Wow, that's correct. And I mean, there's no shots either. Like, wow. You know, it's like... It's like the Club Med of diseases. (laughs) But yeah, I, uh, I swear this episode was written by Jenny McCarthy. It just seemed, yeah. sounds like it. <laughs> I bet this is her favorite episode. <laughs> Anyways, back to Monopoly. After Peter moved his piece. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, that just came out. I couldn't even help it. <laughs> That was the 12 year old coming out at me. I couldn't even help it's it. It's not even supposed to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Marsha asks, Where'd you land? <laughs> She's right fucking there. And Peter draws a community chess card. He reads it and lights up. He says, I want a 90 foot yacht. That's a, That was a thing in Monopoly? <laughs> I know. There's a few things that don't Weird. make sense. He says, I want a 90 foot yacht. He stops and thinks for a second and then asks, who owned the, who owned that big yacht? Greg says, Jan. Jan says, who cares? I get seasick anyways. <laughs> then all of a sudden, Cindy comes running into the room with Bobby chasing close behind her. She screams, Marsha, would you please tell Bobby to stop it? Marsha scorns, listen, you kids. You promise to stay in the other room and color. Bobby says, that's what we're doing. We're coloring. Cindy says, I colored a tiger and Bobby colored a giraffe. And now Bobby wants to color me. Jan asks you. Cindy says, my spots. Bobby says, I thought you'd look better green. Greg chimes in and says, go back and color your books. And Bobby, her spots would look rotten and green. Bobby thinks for a second and then asks, hey, how about blue? I can make her spots blue. Cindy puts both hands on her hips and says, I like them red like they are. Marcia then shoes the two youngest out of the room and back to coloring. After they leave, Jan comments, those two act like such children. They're so <laughs> declassé. Jan then rolls her dice as Greg says, boy, I'm sure lonesome from Mrs. Miss Kitrich in that algebra class. I can almost cry. Boo hoo hoo. Marcia just laughs. And says, yeah, everything would be perfect. Marsha then takes a serious tone and adds, except for the doctors. 
And then the whole audience goes, boo. No. <laughs> Peter pipes up and says, especially that woman doctor. Mm. Am I right? Mm. Greg says, yeah, women are supposed to be nurses. Men are supposed to be doctors. Mm. Marsha throws her hands on her hip and asks, who says so? There are men nurses. Greg, who seems to be calling bullshit, asks, where? Peter also has a line on hold for bullshit requests. Yeah. Name <laughs> one place. Jan holds up the card with a community chest and declares the county hospital. I just want it. And from now on, it's going to have nothing but women, doctors and men, nurses. Greg smiles and rolls his eyes. He says, when are you women going to give up? Everybody knows that men doctors are better than women doctors. Mm. Jan says, you're not everybody. Marsha, who's getting mad at all get out, says, you're not even anybody. Peter, who's Ooh, trying shit. to gaslight, says, did you hear that, Greg? Greg says, you keep talking like that, girls. But Marsha interrupts and says, gentlemen, if you don't like the conversation in this room, Jan interrupts, which by coincidence happens to be a woman's room. Oh, shit. Marsha says, true. Then why don't you get lost? Mm. Jan elegantly adds, scram. She goes, scram. <laughs> Greg gets mm -hmm. up and says, come on, Peter. We can take a hint. Peter says, yeah, it's time for lunch anyways. The two boys start to head back into their room, but not before Greg stops turning around and says, and just for that, Marsha, hmm. no free rides on this railroad. And he points himself. That's what I used on, on that girl in high school. She's like, thanks, I'm interested. I'm like, that's it. No free rides on this railroad. And then I point out my zipper. And the two, <laughs> and the two boys walk out like a motherfucking boss. Mmm. Go ahead and wrap tack. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the girls just make faces as the boys leave. Hmm. There seems to be some rules and parts of Monopoly that I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> owning a yacht, owning the county hospital, charging your sister to ride the railroad. Yeah, that um, seems kind of weird, doesn't it? <laughs> hmm. But at the same time, the board looked the same. Yeah. Um, even the money does, like everything does. Mm -hmm. Why do they have a cup for the dice? I don't know. That's just for losers. Hmm. Um, I thought it was funny because they're like, you promised to leave us the fuck alone. Why aren't you in the room coloring alone by yourselves away from us? Like, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> you promised you'd leave us the fuck alone. <laughs> what's cool is Marsha is exactly the same height as she is now. So that's kind of neat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think I'm pretty sure Greg was talking about his penis. I'm almost positive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scene a 15. Down in the kitchen, Alice and Carol are both scrambling to make lunches for all the sick kids. Oh, man. Meanwhile, Mike is looking through all the cabinets. He stops oh. and says, I know there's another one somewhere. Oh, shit. His eyes light up as he says, I just remembered where. In the garage. I'll be back. <laughs> Mike then takes off out the door to the garage. After Mike leaves, a little bell is heard from upstairs. Carol says, is that you, Cindy? Cindy yells down, yes, mother. Carol yells back, your orange juice is coming right up. 
Carol hands Alice a glass of juice, and she sets it on Cindy's lunch tray along with her lunch. Just then, a slide whistle is heard from upstairs. Carol sighs and yells out, Yours too, Bobby. Just then, a bike bell is rung. Carol <laughs> sighs and says, Oh, Marsha, can it wait? Bongo drums ring out from upstairs next. Carol yells out, Greg, your father is looking for another bell. Now please stop pounding on those silly drums. A noisemaker cranks from upstairs next. Carol, pretty much done with this, just whispers, Happy New Year, Jim. Peter now blows a whistle from upstairs. Alice gives a face that she is not amused anymore, and it might be time to discuss a raise. Mm-hmm. Carol yells back, If you'll just wait a minute, Sergeant Peter, your lunch will be right there. Carol sighs and says, Oh, Alice, you know something? I bet when I go to sleep tonight, I'm going to dream about bells. <laughs> Alice says, I always dream about bells. <laughs> she looks up <laughs> and goes on. They're always the same kind. Wedding bells. And then I wake up. Carol just laughs at her lonely maid. <laughs> just then, Mike enters the kitchen, ringing what everybody wants more of. Guess what? I got a fever. <laughs> And the only prescription is more cowbell. <laughs> yeah. As he enters with the cowbell, he says, no more bongo drums for Greg. Carol says, oh, thank goodness. They think the cowbell's better? I know, like it's an upgrade. Like, yeah. oh, God, thank God. Yeah. Alice quips, yeah, I kept getting the feeling that the natives were getting restless. <laughs> Carol says, come on, Mike, let's take these trays up. Alice and Carol stack the trays to get them ready to transport upstairs. Alice asks, do you got everything here? Carol says, oh, I think so. There's lunch and trays, uh, five comic books, four jigsaw puzzles. Carol now begins to sing the rest of the inventory as if they're singing the 12 Days of Christmas. Mm. Three magic tricks, two ice cream bars. She walks over to Mike, who's still holding the glorious cowbell, as they both sing... And one cowbell. Alice claps at their performance. Greg now yells from upstairs. It's great how some people can sing while other people are dying. Carol rolls her eyes and says, why is it that the kids always say that they're dying? Alice says, because to a child's mind, that is a super way of getting even. Mike says, you have to admit The kids have been awfully good. After all, they're uncomfortable. They're itchy. Carol says, yeah. And stuck up in bed, I think they've been really great. Hardly any problem at all. As Mike grabs one stack of trays and Carol grabs the other stack, all the noisemakers go off from upstairs all at once. Alice yells out, you were saying, Mrs. Brady? I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Carol yells back, coming, coming. And they head up the stairs with all the lunches. Hmm. Well, first off, Carol's wrong because they don't have a garage. They have a weird carport thingy. It's true. Um, but it, um, it's amazing how far they can hear in this house. That's incredible to me. Yeah. Because there's times where they don't hear something that happens in the living room from the kitchen. But they can hear the boys in their room with the door closed. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Um, and with a slide whistle, they can hear all the way. <laughs> yeah. And for the love of God, 
they need to stop trying to harmonize. Holy shit. <laughs> That's just like the pet peeve I have is when people randomly try to harmonize for stuff. It just irritates me. I'm like, just stop. Don't do that. Just don't. You shouldn't be singing right now anyways, because it's a dumb joke. Why? But Why? Huh? Why what? You don't like the singing? You're just randomly singing? No. Uh-uh. It's just weird hmm. to me. <clears throat> hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, scene 16. First stop with the lunch deliveries is the boys' room. Mike and Carol enter the room with trays in hand. Mike sets his stack for the girls down on the desk while Carol delivers the first tray to Greg. Mike jokes, everybody get in line because it's chow time and such chow like you've never seen. Once Greg takes his tray, he begins to inspect the sandwich. He says, I'd really rather have bologna. Hmm. Mike says, I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Ah, <laughs> bologna? That's a feast fit for a king. Greg says, then give it to a king and get me some bologna. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> ah, little bitch. Carol says, Mike, he's sick and irritable. If he wants bologna, then Mike sighs and says, okay, okay, I'll get it. As Mike leaves to head to the kitchen, he turns back and barks, baloney. Hmm. After Mike leaves, Carol continues to hand out the trays for the other boys. As she does this, Marcia shouts out, Hey, Mom, whatever happened to ladies first? I Carol don't remember sh- asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> Carol shouts, Oh, be right there. We just came in this room first. Wait, why is she answering to her kid? Like, you fuck me in, in a minute. <laughs> She's like, oh, sorry. Don't get mad at me. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> Peter now inspects his plate of food with a big old sourpuss. <laughs> he looks over at Greg and says, broccoli. Yuck. As Carol picks up the three trays for the girls, she just rolls her eyes at Peter and heads over to the girls' room. Hmm. And I bet mm-hmm. she crossed through the bathroom where people shit. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> but you notice the more military references? Yeah. There Chow was like, time? And plus there was like the drumming when they were taking the trays up the stairs. Yeah. 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 But also like spoiled much? Holy shit. <laughs> you could tell Alice. She gives them whatever the fuck they want. You could tell that. <laughs> she gives them broccoli, but she also gives them ice cream sandwiches. And exactly. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> Scene. A Savantine. As Carol brings in the food trays to the girls, she says, here we go. She stops off at Marsha first, as Marsha says, I'm starved. Jan agrees. She then drops off to Cindy next. Cindy looks at her tray and asks, how come I always get peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Carol Jedi mind tricks Cindy by saying, because you love them. Cindy smiles and says, oh yeah, I keep forgetting. Really? Hmm. That's an actual conversation that happened. Apparently, yeah. I need to try that with my wife. <laughs> Why don't I always get dick? Because you like it. <laughs> I oh, do. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Carol chuckles and delivers the last trade to Jan. Carol says, and last but not least. As she does this, she goes. <clears throat> <laughs> Jan takes her tray and asks, <laughs> where's the gravy? Carol says, oh, the gravy, I forgot. As Carol runs out of the room, she shouts, gravy coming up. 
Why does Cindy say her lines so slow? You notice how slow she talks sometimes? <laughs> no. Why do I always get peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? And she's like, oh, yeah. I keep forgetting. It's like, oh, my God. Holy crap. Speed up the lines. Jeez. It's a simple directing note. You can't tell like a little girl that? <laughs> Maybe she was saying them too fast and they were like, slow it down. <laughs> She's like, oh, you want to slow? All right. All right. You can get slow. No, that's what you wanted. <laughs> you asked for this, right, Robert? Robert's like, <laughs> we, we, we cooking strawberries next? <laughs> Give me hell, kid. <laughs> Scene 18. Carol runs down the stairs to the kitchen and passes Mike on the way with a plate for Greg. Carol says, we forgot the gravy for Jan's food. Remember, she likes everything all mushed together. Mike is passing, says, mush. Time passes, and now Mike is coming down the stairs as Carol is going up. Mike says, Peter and Bobby now want mustard. Carol comments, oh my goodness, all this up and down the stairs. Mike quips, yeah, you've got to pay a gym $100 for this much exercise. Carol mm. just laughs. <laughs> they need one of those stupid waiters. Dumb waiters? No, same thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> the kids seem healthy enough. Why can't they just go get their own stuff? Like, I don't know. Bobby and Cindy were literally just running around. <laughs> they were all like, man, this is so great. Yeah. We don't have to do shit. And our parents bring us everything. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Scene a 19. Later that night, Carol and Alice are in the kitchen, notating on a large chalkboard as to which kid had which illness. Mm. The matrix reads measles, chicken pox, mumps, whooping cough, scarlet fever, poison oak, with the kids' names down the side. I think dysentery was on there, too. I'm not <laughs> sure. Anywho, Carol says, uh, hmm, well, Jan had chicken pox, and uh, Marsha and Cindy had mumps. Carol looks over the board and then says, there. Well, whichever doctor we choose, we'll have all the information on all the kids. Alice looks at the board and says, oh, except for Poison Oak. Now I know none of the boys had it. Carol says, well, none of the girls had it either. Alice says, okay, then scratch off Poison Oak. <laughs> Carol chuckles as she erases it from the board. Just then Mike comes home from work. He says, greetings. How are things in Brady General Hospital? Carol says, well, we're still featuring measles. Take a look. Mike looks at the matrix on the board and asks, what's this? Some sort of wall-to-wall -wall scrabble? <laughs> Carol says, hey, it's a marvelous new idea, but we could really use your help. Alice asks, what illnesses and diseases do you recall? Mike finally says what I've been thinking this whole time. The doctors have records of all of this <laughs> and can transfer to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Mike looks at the board and says, besides, this is wrong. None of the kids have had uh, shots for distemper. <laughs> Alice smiles and says, oh, that's Tiger's column. I figure I might as well keep a record for the vet. So is Carol's plan for nobody to ever use this chalkboard until they're all 18? Like, well, what is she thinking? <laughs> like, is she going to bring the chalkboard to the doctors? Like, here you go. Here's yeah. her. Here's her medical history. Do they not own paper? <laughs> no, no, no. Don't use the chalkboard. We're using that to track your health status. Like what? Okay. <clears throat> Just then Greg assumes that we've all had a fever for more cowbell. Guess what? 
I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. As the cowbell is rung, <laughs> Mike says, Greg. Carol gets up and says, it's time for the kids' ice cream sundaes. Mike, trying to shut that shit down, asks, ice cream sundaes? It's almost dinner. Just then, a bike bell is rung. Carol says, that's Marsha. She's afraid we didn't hear Greg. Mike scoffs and says, kids, just because they have a few dots on their face, they can order everybody around. Mm-hmm. I think they're taking advantage now. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Completely ignoring what Mike just said, Carol is handing ice cream sundaes to Alice from the freezer onto a tray. Alice says, I've got to do something about my memory of mine, Mr. Brady. Now, who was it that had the flu last year and had to have one hot buttered rum after another? In addition to crossword puzzles, magnetic solitaire game, dartboard, pair of twisted nails, you know, they had to be untwisted. Mike says, I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> Mike no. looks at her and goes, uh, what's, what's that? Do I, I think I mean, need to make a phone call to the warden again. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Mike smiles and says, oh, now that's enough. Alice looks at Carol and adds, which he never could get untwisted. Carol laughs at her stupid husband. Mike says, hey, that was a very difficult puzzle. <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> After Alice leaves to deliver the ice cream, Carol sighs and says, Mike, you know, we almost had a very foolish argument last night. Mike asks, about the doctors? Carol says, you know, we're both mature adults with a reasonable amount of intelligence. At least I am for this episode. And I think this business about deciding on a doctor should be handled on a very logical, reasonable, intelligent level. Mike chuckles and says, well, I couldn't agree more. What do you suggest? Carol looks at him and simply says, let's toss a coin. (laughs) Mike lolls and says, that's beautiful. You wouldn't happen to have one with you. I mean, both sides the same. (laughs) Carol says, oh, look, Mike, I'm serious. They're both fine doctors. And we know that whichever one we choose, we know that the children will have the very best but it's quickly cut off when Mike gets an idea. Mike says, wait a minute. The children. The children are the ones who are sick, right? <laughs> Carol says, I think so. Let me look at the chalkboard. Hold on. <laughs> She's like, that's right. All five of them. I'm like, no, Carol, we have six kids. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Carol says, right. Mike goes on. Well, they met both of the doctors. Carol says, Okay. <laughs> Mike's like, do you not see where this is going? <laughs> Let's let them make the choice. Yeah. Let's go ask Tommy. That's Bobby. Like, oh, sorry, Bobby. <laughs> um, so, so wait. Is that one Herschel? Like, Herschel. we don't have a Herschel. <laughs> it's like Brett. I'm sure we, we have a Brett, right? The oldest? Like, no, it's Greg. Like, oh, damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, so I already said the thing about the chalkboard. Um, I agree 100% with Mike. Like, they've totally been taking advantage <laughs> this entire time. Like, I'm surprised <laughs> they fell for it as long as they had three adults in the house and they all three fell for it. Come on, um, <laughs> I, I still don't get why they just can't keep the same doctors. It doesn't make any sense. Why are they even having to? Why are they even entertaining this conversation? Like, it's so dumb. <laughs> I don't know. 
Mm. But why would Poison Oak be on this list at all? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. No. Like, have the kids had skin knees yet? I know Marsha has. <laughs> wait, wait. Have they ever had a sunburn? No, be honest. Seriously. Have they had a sunburn? <laughs> well, they've had skin knees. Therefore, they're done with skin knees. They won't get them ever again. And, <laughs> and Bobby won't get a sunburn anymore. He's had one. <laughs> but uh looks like, did you notice this when Mike said the shots for distemper, his line was overdubbed? Mm-mm. Yeah, when you when you read because you can read his lips, um, he doesn't say distemper. He actually says rabies. So I wonder they why they it. overdubbed it. Mm-hmm. What if it's just a dumb joke? Like, like Mike was like, like, like Mike wouldn't know, or or uh, Robert Reed was like, like Mike wouldn't know what the fuck rabies was. <laughs> <laughs> we need to change it. Probably one of those things. Know, maybe. Or maybe the <laughs> network saw it like what. We can't have jokes about kids having rabies. <laughs> it's too controversial. <laughs> uh, well, can we make fun of how easy it is to have the measles, even though it kills people? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, well, but wait a minute. 20 years from now, they might use it as an excuse to be anti-vaccine. Nah. But you need to get that rabies shit out of here. <laughs> Scene 20. We quickly cut to Carol up in the girls' room with all the girls in bed with their blankets pulled up over their faces. Mm. Carol says, oh, come on, girls. You can't avoid it. Listen, there's going to come a time where you're going to have to go use a doctor that's a man. Carol sees this isn't working and then says, look, what if you were on a sinking ship and it was going down for the third time and you developed a bad cold? And the only doctor available was the ship's doctor who happened to be a man. The mm-hmm. girls continue to hide. Carol in frustration yells out, then what would you do? All three girls in unison come out from the covers and yells drown mm-hmm. and they cover themselves back up again. <laughs> what kind of metaphor is this? Why is the ship sinking for a third time? Yeah. And I feel like having a touch of the cold is really the last thing to worry about. <laughs> I don't understand. What if you're on a thinking ship and it's going down for a third time and then you have a cold? Who are you going to see? What What if you're trying to get off that ship for the third time and you fall and skin your knee? And when you get in the ocean, it hurts. It kind of stains, but it makes you feel kind of cool at the same time. And Marcia says, Mom, I've already had the skin knee. Well, I'm not talking about you, obviously. <laughs> you check the matrix it's on there what if something in the ocean gives you poison oak you ever think about that <laughs> okay mom <laughs> oh, shit, we've never had that <laughs> i um i kind of see how a female doctor wouldn't work um i no, i kind of see how a female wouldn't want a male doctor i kind of see that yeah you know what i mean because at some point they're gonna have to have you know stuff checked and i can right. understand a young girl like that not wanting a, doc- a male doctor i totally get that yeah but I don't think it matters as much with guys. Like maybe at a young age like that, maybe you don't want no female asking you to, you know, turn your head and cough. Mm-hmm. But I don't, from, I mean, all in all, like adult wise, like people are, I don't really think it matters. Like I don't think people like me and you care if it's a male or female. My, my doctor's female, but yeah. I could see a female not wanting a male doctor. Like I've had the turn your head and cough check mm-hmm. before. Right. And it was by a woman. Yeah. And uh, I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never had that. My my dentist isn't male, so I don't have to worry about that. So, (laughs) 
Yeah. yeah. The temperature time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're thinking of the same joke. I'm thinking of a different joke. But I, I, I used to work with this guy who's really gullible. And that's that's where the joke about um not because I went and got a doctor I had a doctor's appointment and he comes back and he's like he kept telling me, he's like, Man, they're gonna have to, you know, check your prostate and they're gonna, you're gonna have to turn your head and cough and stuff like that. And it's really embarrassing and blah blah blah. I'm like, okay. Well, I mean, spoiler alert, I didn't have either done. Yeah. And um and so he came up to me at work and he's like, so, and this guy, he must've smoked a lot of weed in high school. Cause he was always gullible, like really gullible. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he came up and he's like, so how was it? I'm like, and I look around both directions. I'm like, did you know that if you slip the doctor $50, they'll do it at the same time. <laughs> he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, yeah. If you slip him $50, they'll check your prostate and make you turn your head and call at the same time, like simultaneously at the same time. <laughs> he's like, Really? Like, no, <laughs> no, of course not. They don't do that. But he was the other one. I, th- I think I told the story. It was Halloween and he was going around asking everybody if they're going to dress up. And we're like, yeah, of course we're dressing up, obviously. And everybody did the same thing to him. They're like, I know I am. I can't speak for these people, but I'm dressing up. So homeboy comes to work dressed in a cow costume. Mm-hmm. And he, he did a look over at the end of the line. And every time he would sit down, he would have one udder that would pop up like the wrong way. And nobody dressed up. Like he was the only, <laughs> he was the only one. And this poor guy, knowing that it was like a, a fur costume, didn't wear any yeah. pants on underneath it. He didn't wear any pants or a shirt. So he was just in his underwear underneath. So he couldn't take the costume off all night. <laughs> He was so even to this day, he's my lawn guy now. Even to this day, he gets pissed yeah. when I bring it up. I say, like, Hey, remember that cow costume? He's like, Man, screw you. So that was messed up. Wait a second. Wait a second. Let's go back. I yeah. want to hear there's a story here somewhere. So this was a coworker of yours. Yeah. Like you work in like the aerospace industry. Yeah. Now he's your lawn guy. Yeah. What happened? Well, I was his uh production coordinator, right? I was his I was his lead. I was his direct supervisor. So and, you um, fired him. No, no. Costume? he would come in, um, he would come into work and be like on a Monday and be like, yeah, I lost down on $400 this week. I'm like, how, what are you talking about? He said, cause I had customers asking me if I could get stuff done in their yard and it would have been like another $400, but I had to come to work and it got to the point where <laughs> what he was missing out on was about his paycheck. Like same thing. I'm like, Tim, like you're. It sounds like you're missing out on more money than you're making here. So maybe you should think Mm -hmm. about just doing the lawn thing. You know, like it it sounds like that might be more lucrative. And so finally he decided, he came to me, he's like, yeah, man, I think I'm going to put in my two weeks because, you know, it just, it makes more sense for me to pursue that. So, I mean, I couldn't not hire him. (laughs) What kind of asshole would I be if if he was like, so you you want, I'm not going to pay you. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not going to pay you for that. So I had to pay him. Like, so he's my lawn guy now. But he's making like, if I had to guess, probably twenty five grand more than he did at Collins. So, Damn. Yeah, I'm in the wrong business. Hmm. Hmm. Scene twenty one. Meanwhile, in the boys' room, Mike is talking with them. Mike says, "Fellas, there's no difference between a woman doctor and a man doctor." Mm-hmm. Greg says, "But Dad, you're the one that told us about the birds and the bees." Oh shit. Mike just sighs and rolls his eyes. Uh, Greg's got a point. I mean, he don't need to be getting no doctors pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. I mean, now that I think about it, I would hate to have a doctor, a female doctor at that age. That would be really embarrassing. I think. Yeah. You know, but you just still got some growing to do. If you know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. Have you ever going back to what we were talking about earlier? Have you ever had the, um, turn your head and cough thing done? Yeah. Like I said, like my dentist does it. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. I had to do it. Um, when I moved to Illinois, I had a physical for school and I had to get it. Done. Yeah. Like that's not like when I had it done in the Navy, it's not what I was expecting. Like I thought they just kind of cup your balls. Oh no, they, no, they, they, they stick them. your fin, their finger like yeah. up in your sack. And like, yeah. it was like, it's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't hurt, but it's very uncomfortable. And they're like, turn your head and cough. And then they like <laughs> juggle them. They do like some kind of like, you know, two in one hand juggle kind of thing. And they're like, now do it again. <laughs> and they do a little bit more. You know, kind of, and like one more time. It's like, okay, it's now weird. you're just screwing with me. Like It's weird when they, they actually make the noise. And the yeah, noise they do, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I it was then, he, then he brought yeah. like the nurse over and he's like, here, come here, see if you, and so she you know did it the same thing and this went on for like 20 minutes and I was like, is there a problem? He's like, no, I just want to see how long you'd let us do this. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but did you have to taste it? Like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Then he had me grab him and turn my head and cough like while I was touching it. It was weird. It was strange. And then I checked him. Your dentist don't do that? Then you checked me. Your dentist don't do that? All dentists do, I think. Mm, okay. <clears throat> Scene 22. Later, down in the living room, Mike joins Carol, who's sitting in a chair. Mike takes a seat on the coffee table, sighs, and says, you got nowhere with the girls, huh? Carol says, nope. Same as you in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Same progress with the boys? Mike says, yep. Doctors, doctors. Mike thinks for a moment and says, Carol, you have your own doctor, right? Carol says, right. Mike goes on. You have your doctor, I have my doctor. Suppose I said to you from now on, you have to use my doctor. What would you say to me? Carol says, now, Mike, let's not go into that. Mike says, exactly. And that's just the way I would react. We haven't switched to one doctor just because we got married. Carol says, that's true. Then why should the kids switch doctors? Hmm. Mike says, how about that? I'm a genius. Carol asks, if you're such a genius, how come you didn't come up with that shit yesterday? Oh, shit. <laughs> Mike says, <laughs> I'm what you would call a slow genius. Carol just <laughs>, laughs and says, well, we'll just have two doctors. Mike adds one for the boys and one for the girls. Simple. Just then the doorbell rings. Mike looks at his watch and says, that must be a member of our medical staff. As they both, that's actually funny. As they both mm -hmm. get up to answer the door with arms around each other, Carol says, I wonder whose, yours or mine. When they open the door, it's both doctors on the other side. Mm. They all greet each other and come inside. Dr. Woman asks, <laughs> <laughs> how are they doing? Carol says, oh, they're getting along just fine. Mike says, we thought before you went upstairs to see the children, we'd like to talk to you for a minute. Dr. Cameron says, well, of course. Carol says, we have uh, finally reached a decision. 
Mike says, mm. some families have two cars. Some families have two phones. Why not have two doctors? Mm. Dr. Cameron smiles and says, why not? Dr. Woman says, <laughs> fine with us. Mike chuckles at his genius plan in action. Dr. Woman goes on, by the way, if you call my office and a man answers, don't hang up. It'll be him hmm. pointing to Dr. Cameron. Carol, surprised by the news, asks Dr. Cameron. Dr. Cameron smiles and says, well, yes, since Dr. Woman and I met, <laughs> we've, been we've been complaining to each other about our long hours and old timey house calls that we shouldn't have to do hmm. the workload. And well, the problems of not having an associate Dr. Woman says, so, <laughs> so we've decided to combine our practices. Carol beams with pride and says, congratulations. Mike says, that's wonderful. Just then Dr. Cameron looks over at Mike and asks, uh, so how long you've had that red spot on your cheek? Mike, with a look of panic, asks, what red spot? Dr. Cameron looks at his now associate for a consult and asks, Dr. Porter. Dr. Porter takes a look. Carol says, oh, no, don't tell me that he's got the measles. Dr. Porter says, of course, we can't be sure until he's had an examination. Dr. Cameron says, well, we're practicing together now. Which one of us do you want? Mike thinks about it for a second and says, well... In order to prove to the boys, not for my own benefit at all, just for the boys, just to prove a point, Carol interrupts and says, uh, never mind, Dr. Cameron, he's all yours. Dr. Cameron now walks off with Mike to do an examination to his study, apparently. <laughs> you know, it was kind of weird that he kept saying Dr. Woman when it clearly is written Dr. Porter. Why would you do that? You sound like a sexist pig. I, don't know. I just want to get across the point that that the show is misogynistic and we are method actors. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I wrote woman. <laughs> I just wanted Jimmy to sound like a sexist pig. <laughs> I got to hand it to Mike for this being such a genius idea. Wow. I mean, I don't know why me and you didn't think of this at the fucking beginning of the episode. Cause we're, <laughs> cause we're slow geniuses too. Yeah. Um, you know, them doctors are fucking right. We're clear on that. <laughs> okay. That's exactly what, uh, that's, uh, no, I wrote, I thought I wrote that down somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Like I thought they were going to announce that they're like dating now or something. Right. They're like, uh, well, we've been talking and we've been going to dinner and, you know. Exactly. And yeah. I just want to let you know that I've been fucking her now. And, uh, oh, and we're also joining our practices. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to have two Dr. Camerons now. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> Scene 23. Yeesh. Back at the illness matrix, Carol sits with Mike as she checks off the measles for all the kids. She says, now all the kids have had the measles. Mike raises his hand and says, so have I. Carol says, I had them years ago, and I think the Bradys are now finished with the measles. Mm. Just then, Alice says, hold it. Mike and Carol look back and see Alice covered in red spots on her face. She walks over and says, you're not through with them yet. Carol says, oh, Alice, I said the Bradys. <laughs> <laughs> I said the Bradys, is that you? 
Your, name, your name's Alice Brady? I didn't know that. That's weird. I'm pretty sure it was Nelson, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I thought, but apparently she changed her name. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see your name on the Matrix? You don't. Oh, I don't see it anywhere either. <laughs> That'd be funny if she just turned like stared at Alice for a second and was like, so anyways, Mike, like I said, the Bradys are done with the measles. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding <laughs> so carol says oh alice don't tell me you're coming down with the measles now i gotta do work <laughs> alice says oh i hope so i'd hate to think i was just learning how to blush at my age <laughs> mike sighs turns around to the board and writes alice's name and check marks the measles that would have been funny if carol's like man and I don't, you don't have any personal time either. Huh. That sucks. <laughs> you have any PTO? Somebody's going to be hot. Somebody's going to be hurt for money. Um, <laughs> so who's going to take care of Alice when she's sick? You know, Carol ain't going to do it. You know, Mike ain't going to do it. Nope. Are you going to give her like a noisemaker of some kind in room? Nope. Yeah, right. Why was she all around the kids then if she hadn't had the measles? I don't know. She's like, I've never had this, so I'm going to fucking take a week off. See ya. She's going to be like, Mrs. Brady, I'm really thirsty. Well, the kitchen's right there. Like, it's literally right outside of your room. Why are you, why are you telling me this? I had to walk further into your room than you would have just in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting at the table. I had to pass the kitchen to come to you. Like, that's halfway between us. You could have just walked to the kitchen. Saved us both times. See how that works? <laughs> Uh, you know what's the weirdest part of that of all of this though? What's that? <laughs> Is I'm pretty sure that none of them had a license to ill. Wow, all right. None of them did. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I don't think they did. <laughs> Well, that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. That was like, oh. It was fun being with the Bradys again. It was. It was different. <laughs> that was such a different episode because it was the season one instead of season five. And it was it was just yeah. a weird episode. It was different. I can kind of see why they pulled it off there. It's just a weird episode. Hmm. I'll say it again. It was a weird episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so I have an email to read. Right on. Yeah, this one comes to us from Mar- Mary. Mary. <laughs> Marion. Remember that? Your mom was that. <laughs> Mary. Marion. Marion. It's like Walmart. Or <laughs> Doer. After <laughs> Doer. Huh. Anyway, Mary says, Dear Tech and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. My dearest Tech and Jimmy. She called me dear. I mean, she <laughs> likes me. Does she like you like you or just like you? I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, well, no. Just wait till you hear this. Like, oh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> she says, you asked for input from your listeners, so here it goes. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. I prefer the sitcoms prior to 1980. Okay. I just feel there's more to work with more inconsistencies and unlikely situations to poke fun at. I also think Andy Griffith would be great. So many unusual characters. When you recently switched programs around, while I enjoyed them, I wasn't able to access all of them. For me... Yeah, other people have said the same thing, yeah. And for me, I prefer that you stick to one series from the start to finish. 
One thing I would strongly suggest is that you redo the first season of The Brady Bunch. I know I would thoroughly enjoy it. I've started re-listening to your podcast, but begin with the second season. <laughs> it's just as funny as the second time around. <laughs> Love you guys. Whatever you go with, I'll be there. I miss listening to your podcast first thing on Thursday morning. Guaranteed laughs and look forward to your return. All the best. Hope you both are doing great. Mary, P.S. Tack, please throw in your Vincent Price impression <laughs> once in a while. It always makes me laugh. Mm. So I'm mm. not going to do it. No? I'm not going to do it. Well, what mm. I was going to say to her um, was... I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> No, I'm teasing. Actually, we literally obviously. did ask. Them. No, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously teasing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, Mary, we appreciate you giving that, us some input. That's a good idea, though, going back and doing season one sometime. Yeah, we've talked about that. Mm. I mean, we just did an episode from season one just now. We did season one, episode one. That's true. Yeah, we yeah. redid that one. So yep, maybe yep, that's something yep. that we can revisit. Maybe every once in a while we'll go back and do, you know, season one, episode two. Yeah. And then season two. Because you, you were on a few episodes of season one already. I was. Um, yeah. So we can just go back and redo other episodes. We'll throw them in. How about yeah. that? Yeah. That's what we'll do. We'll throw them in random. We'll call, we'll call them, them. We'll call them the Mary episodes. The Mary episodes. The Mary. We'll be like, here's another Mary episode. See? And hmm. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm saying like, well... We can do well, here's one thing that Mary can be happy about. Well, actually, a few things. So, she said, go back and do season one, which right. we literally just did a season one episode. You're right. Uh, and then she also said she would really love Andy Griffith. And guess what we're doing next week? Full House. No, we're doing Andy Griffith. Oh, do you oh, not, oh. Did you not get that from no. the context? <laughs> <laughs> so are you on drugs? So, <laughs> <laughs> so mary you should be happy then with uh what we've decided to do then yes hmm. definitely faux show faux show all right mary so you know what we did here we had fun tonight we did. remember we do love these shows it's all about good times and the laughs it is and also we would personally like to thank our producers from patreon because without you guys this wouldn't be possible and of course we're talking about jenny and jim and mm. recently you guys have been awesome you guys you know sat down with us and kind of went over your your thoughts on things and we appreciate it more than you know and we're not just coming to you as a formality we come to you guys because we really value your opinion that's all the producers so uh so again mm -hmm. thank you we appreciate it indeed so we're going to hand out some homework assignments. I know you guys had a little, got a little lazy over a little hiatus, just like we did. Maybe put on a few pounds, but it's time to get back to work and buckle down. Yes. So we're going to assign some homework. Yes. First one is check out the website at com. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, CastBox, or Audible. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Tell two friends about the show. And if you don't have two friends, then if you have two doctors, you can go tell them. That's true. You could tell two doctors, yeah. Hmm. Send an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. Join in the Facebook group and join in all the conversations and all the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. If you would like to be a producer, check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. Check out the Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook to get real time updates. Like anything that's changing, like, you know, ideas for the show, all that kind of stuff. It's a, it's a fun, it's a fun thing to do. You should do it. 
<laughs> Go check out the Retro Network at theretronetwork.com. Check out our shop with our affiliate link at www.averybradypodcast.com slash shop. Mm-hmm. Check out our T-Pop bookstore for merch. Link is in the description of this episode. Yes. But most importantly, go check out classic iconic television. And Jimmy here is going to tell you what episode to watch next. On the next episode, the Andy Griffith show season two, episode seven entitled crime free Mayberry. Mm. All but Andy get excited over Mayberry's distinction at being named the most crime free town in America. Unaware they're being targeted by criminals while honoring their lawmen. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I thought it'd be kind of nice to do an Andy Griffith episode next because for those, you know, those people that are in the know that have been around for the show for a while mm-hmm. and kind of been listening a long time, they know that this show originally was going to be an Andy Griffith podcast. Yep. And you literally changed it the night before. The <laughs> night before. Yeah. <laughs> I already had my first guest lined up, which yep. wasn't you, Jimmy. It was the other guy, our buddy Ron. And mm-hmm. he was getting ready to record. He was all ready to go. And then I was like, you know what? I'm changing it to the Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And, and then his actual response was, I fucking hate the Brady Bunch, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. So, yeah. So, we're going to pay a little homage and uh, do an Andy Griffith episode next. So. Cool, cool. It's a fun episode. I previewed it today to make sure it was a good episode to watch, and it's a fantastic episode. So Good. Is it in color or black and white? Black and white. Fuck that. It doesn't get Don't color until a season... Five, I think, and that's when Don Knotts leaves the show, and it's stupid after that. <laughs> like, oh, he's gone. We can finally get that color in here. <laughs> <laughs> Don Knotts and color, really? No, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, yeah. I have been Jimmy. You usually ask if I have anything else. Oh no, there's a big fat note in there telling me not to. Saying no. <laughs> Say that. You have a line below, Jimmy. So I'm reading my line. No, it says, if there's nothing else to say. <laughs> I was going to like cut you off and do it, but you were on a roll. So I didn't. <clears throat> All right. So unless you have anything else? No, I don't. No, but thanks no. for asking. Good thing we went back and redid this, didn't we? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just don't want it to end. All right. All right. Well, in that case, I have been Jimmy. <sighs> yeah. You have been, Jimmy. I have. And, uh, well, I guess I've been Tack. And, and this has been a very pretty podcast. <laughs> and we will see you on another Sunshine Day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network. <laughs>